This is Josh Nelson with Plumbing and HVAC SEO. I really want to thank you for joining us on today's webinar. Uh, the topic, of course, is your 2014 internet marketing plan. And with the new year just around the corner, I'm sure all of you are thinking about what you're going to do differently this year, you know, 2014, than you did last year to increase your sales, grow your revenues, and accomplish more than you did the previous year. And the internet landscape is constantly changing. Um, you know, with changes in the search engines, changes in, you know, websites that are relevant, like online directories, it's real important to keep up to speed with what the latest changes are so you can make sure that your plan is addressing those changes and making sure that you're really tapping into the full potential of the Internet. So, you know, have you ever wondered what it would be like to have a dominant presence that positioned you as the top plumbing or HVAC company in your area? Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have a flood of prospects calling into your business on a consistent basis that found you online? And have you ever wondered what it would be like to know that you were leveraging the internet to its fullest in terms of exposure, leads, and profits? And really, I want you to feel confident that you have the answers to those questions and that you can position yourself in that way. What you're going to discover on today's webinar is a blueprint for covering the most important online marketing mediums that you should be tapping into for your plumbing or HVAC mm -hmm. business, how you can get ranked on page one for the most important plumbing or HVAC-related keywords in your area, a proven strategy for getting ranked on the Google map by establishing your name, address, and phone number, citation development, and online reviews, and, of course, a step-by-step -step strategy for getting more repeat and referral business by leveraging social media, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Google+. So before we dive into really the strategy and the plan behind 2014, let's talk about why the Internet's so important. You know, why should we be thinking about Internet marketing and incorporating Internet into our strategy this year? And the reason is there's been a major transition from offline to online. Uh, it used to be not that long ago where if you had a full page ad in the Yellow Pages, that was the number one place people looked when they needed your plumbing or HVAC-related services. Well, we all know that the consumption of those Yellow Pages has declined significantly, and people aren't going to the Yellow Pages at the same velocity that they used to. So it really begs the question, where are they going? Um, statistics tell us more than 97% of the population goes to the web when they need plumbing and HVAC-related services. They're going to Google, they're going to Yahoo, they're going to Bing, they're going to Angie's List, they're going to Yelp.com. And so that's why it's essential that your overall marketing strategy incorporate a very aggressive online marketing component because this is the number one place people are looking when they need these types of services. So who am I and why should you listen? Well, my name is Josh Nelson. I'm the author of The Complete Guide to Internet Marketing for Plumbing Contractors. I also recently published the book Internet Marketing and SEO for Contractors, everything you need to know to uh, market your home services business online for more calls, more leads, and bigger profits. I'm an associate member of PHCC, QSC, and ACCA. I've had the opportunity to speak on webinars like this and in person at national and local events for PHCC and QSC. 
actually was one of the speakers at the PHCC Connect on the topic of internet marketing um, in Las Vegas. number of our articles on internet marketing have been published in places like Plumbing and Mechanical, Contractor Magazine, HVAC Insider. And I'm widely accepted as the preeminent expert in internet marketing for plumbing and HVAC businesses. Um, but I'd say probably more important than all of that is the fact that I've had the opportunity to work with plumbing and HVAC companies in some of the most competitive markets across the United States and successfully help them go from relative obscurity online to the point where they now have a dominant position. They're getting a lot of business via the web, many of them over 100 calls every single month. And what I bring to the table and what I'm going to be sharing throughout the course of this presentation isn't theory. It's really based on our experience working with plumbing and HVAC companies throughout the United States. Obviously, as a company, this is what we do. We do internet marketing, search engine optimization, social media management for plumbing and HVAC companies. And you know, we can manage this entire process for you, setting up the website, doing the proper on-page optimization, managing the pay-per-click campaign. But that's not the purpose of this specific presentation. If you'd like to talk with us about working together, we'd love the opportunity to talk with you. Uh, but this is really an informational presentation. We want to give you all of the information you need to plan effectively for 2014 and, and position yourself for success going into the new year. So with all of the different online marketing channels that are available, what, what, what should you be doing? Where should you be leveraging yourself online? And, you know, when I say channels, a lot of people think, okay, well, the Internet, you know, it's my website, it's getting ranked in search, but there's really a lot of different things that come into play when we talk about online marketing. And I want to cover each of these at a high level so you can make sure that you understand what the various channels are and you can start to implement some of these into your strategy. Because as you go forward, you want to make sure that you're not just doing one or two things, but you're really harnessing the Internet as a whole. And so when we, you know, when we talk about it, this visual kind of breaks down all of the different channels that are available. There's you know, search engine optimization, getting ranked in the non-paid listings, getting ranked in the map listings. There's pay-per-click advertising and setting up a pay-per-click campaign on Google and uh, Yahoo and Bing. There's social media and really tapping into Facebook, Twitter, Google+, LinkedIn, kind of connected with social media is also email marketing, really communicating with your customers and your prospects. There are online directory sites like Angie's List and City Search and Yelp.com and YP.com. And then there's also pay-per-lead services, things like eLocal, Plumber, Contractors, Home Advisor. And all of these things really are part of the internet marketing landscape. And so with all of those different channels, really where should you start and what should be the foundation of your overall strategy? And so I've pulled up a visual, and this visual is a pyramid with the base being organic, then social media, paid directories, and pay-per-click. And what I mean by this, and what this is really referring to, if you look at all of the different things you can be doing online, and you start to think about where you should start and what you should start to implement over time, I really feel like the foundation of your online marketing strategy should be organically based. And so organically based is really talking about getting your set website set up correctly, making sure that it's optimized for the most important keywords in your market, making sure that you've been optimized for the Google map listings and you've got a review management system in place. 
because that should really be the foundation of everything that you do online, your website and getting ranked organically. As you've got that strong and you're ranking well in the non-paid listings and you're really tapping into that piece of the of the puzzle, then you want to move up the pyramid and start to look at other things like social social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, and email marketing. That's where you can start to connect with your customers via social media, connect with on a deeper level, and start to get more repeat and referral business. And that's really where I feel like any plumbing or HVAC business should anchor their online marketing strategy. Of course, moving up from there, as you've got that strong, you start to say, where can we invest additional dollars to be getting even more business via the Internet? And as far as I'm concerned, that's where pay-per-click advertising and paid online directory services like Angie's List and City Search and Yelp.com start to come into play. So, you know, really make sure you've got a strong foundation and then work up the pyramid. A lot of the contractors and plumbing and HVAC businesses I talk with have that pyramid inverted. In other words, they've got a really aggressive pay-per-click strategy and they're really highly invested in the online directories like YP.com and Angie'sList.com, but they haven't spent a heck of a lot of time setting up their website right or optimizing or making sure they're ranking in the non-paid listings. And I think that's a recipe for failure. You want to make sure that you don't have the pyramid upside down, but you have a strong foundation built on uh, you know, building out your website and having a strong organic strategy. And as that's strong and as you're getting great return on investment via the web, you can start to reinvest and start to invest in things like pay-per-click advertising and, um, and pay-per-lead and, and paid online directories. All right, so high level, really, what should you be doing in 2014? What are the main things that you can and should be doing right now to position yourself for success? Well, I think the first thing you want to do is you want to revisit your website for SEO and conversion. And by that, I mean maybe you've got a website that's really pretty and it's got a lot of good content, Maybe it's terrible. I don't know. But you want to revisit it. And you want to look at it and say, okay, is this website written in a way that would make somebody want to choose you over the competition? And that's what I mean by conversion. And then is it built for SEO? And the SEO equation is constantly changing. But the reality is you want to make sure that you've got the right pages on your website for each one of your services and each of the, one of the main cities that you're in. And that's the foundation. That's where you need to make sure you're going to start. And I'm going to talk more about each of these as we go. From there, you definitely want to make sure that your website is mobile ready. More and more consumers are accessing the Internet via their mobile devices, and you don't want to make it uncomfortable for them to browse your website from their mobile phone. So make sure that a mobile-ready version of your site is in place for those mobile visitors so that they don't have to you know, click multiple buttons, scroll left and right, in order to be comfortable doing business with you. From there, I really feel like the next thing you want to do is you want to get active in search engine optimization. And that's really the process of building your authority in terms of links and content development. I'm going to talk more about what that means, but you want to commit to search engine optimization and being the content person in your area, putting out great information on your specific um, area of expertise, whether it's plumbing, tankless water heaters, um, HVAC, etc. From there, you want to make sure that you're getting active in Google Maps, and there's some very specific things you can do to make sure you're ranking well in the Google Map, um, you know, claiming your map listing, optimizing it correctly, 
making sure you're in all the main online directories, and that you have a process in place to get reviews from your real customers in your true service area. From there, social media, I really think 2014, if you haven't already, make sure you've got Facebook, Twitter, Google+, LinkedIn, YouTube set up for your business, customized for your business, and commit to posting on these social profiles on a consistent basis and commit to getting your active customers who are using you to go in and press the like button, press the subscribe button, press the follow button. Um, you know, If you do that, you're going to start to really tap into the power of the internet. Leverage email marketing. If you don't have something in place where you're collecting the email address of your customers and sending out at least a monthly email out to your database, you're missing a major opportunity. So set up MailChimp, set up Constant Contact, get it built into your CRM. Do something where you can start to email market. It's the lowest cost way to connect with your customers and um, remain top of mind with them. From there, if you you know if you've got the website right. If you've got the optimization strategy right, you're starting to rank well, you're getting calls via the internet, business is going well, the next step is then to start looking at these paid online marketing channels. And I think it's a smart time to look at implementing a pay-per-click campaign on Google AdWords, maybe on Bing Search. Obviously, both of those networks give you exposure to basically all of the online search engines. You might want to consider paid online directories. And the ones that we found to be really profitable and really effective are Angie's List, Yelp, City Search, and um, YP.com in some cases. So obviously you can always have free listings on these sites. We found that having a paid listing that gives you premium placement can generate a good return on investment. Obviously it's on a market-by-market -market basis. Depends upon your company as far as how many reviews you have on Angie's List and or Yelp. But this is a great place to really make sure you're showing up all the places that people are looking when they need your service. And then very down at the very bottom, right, I, I don't want you to build your whole business online marketing strategy on this, but in some cases, you know, paying for paper lead services like home advisor, e-local plumber, contractors, um, plumbers nearby is not a bad play. And the reason I have it at the bottom is because the quality of these leads tend to be the worst quality leads you can get. But if you're proactive, if you're committed to having somebody on your team reach out to the leads immediately and you're willing to you know, deal with the fact that they're probably price shoppers, this can be part of an overall online marketing strategy that generates profitable return on investment. And then, of course, you want to make sure you have the tools in place to track, measure, and quantify. Because, like anything, if you don't have the right tools in place, it's very easy to spend a lot of money and not really know where those dollars went and not know if there's truly a return on investment. So definitely make sure you've got the right tracking in place to see how you're doing and make sure that there's return on investment. So let's talk about the eight steps to online success in 2014. We already talked about this a little bit, but the first thing you want to do is you want to make sure that you understand the search engines and the way that the search engines work. Because when someone types in your city plumber, your city plumbing, there really are three things that happen on the search engine result page. There's the pay-per-click listings, the organic listings, and the Google Map listings. And you want to make sure you understand how each one of these work and that you've got a strategy for tapping into each three of these areas on the search engines if you're going to really maximize your potential. So on the image that's up on the screen, you'll see 
Uh, number one, then those are the pay-per-click listings. They show up on the top and the right-hand side of the search results bar. And you set that up at Google AdWords. You basically pick the keywords that you want to show up for. And then you can bid on a on a per-keyword basis, on a per-click basis to show up in that area. The map listings typically show up right below that. And the main thing I want to emphasize is that the map listings have no paid component. You're not able to call Google and say, hey, I'll pay you $2,000 a month if you put me in the spot A. You really have to earn positioning on the Google map as well as the organic listings, which is below that. And, of course, the organic listings, you're able to get ranking in that based on your website, the content on your website, the links to your website. Um, And the main thing is I, I just want to emphasize that there are three very different sections on the search engines, and you need to have a strategy for all three if you're going to really... Okay, so then as I explain the differences between the paid, the organic listings, and the map listings, a lot of people say, okay, well, if I can show up in the paid listings and just pay on a per-click basis and set a budget, you know, why even spend the time or the energy to get ranked organically and to show up in that non-paid listings? And the reality is... More than 72% of consumers, when they search, their mouse bar and where they look goes straight to the non-paid listings. Um, And maybe that's a function of them realizing that, you know, the paid listings are just that. They're advertisements. Um, Maybe it's just subconscious. But, again, most people are going to those non-paid listings. And so while I think you want to have a well-rounded strategy that over time does include pay-per-click advertising... You know, the place you want to start and the place you want to emphasize in the beginning is the organics, making sure that you're showing up in the area that most people click and that's not going to be costing you on a per-click basis. So the next step now, like I talked about, you want to revisit your website. You want to make sure that you've got it optimized for search and that you've got it optimized for conversion. And so when I look at the typical plumbing or HVAC website, Typically, what I'm seeing is, you know, a three to five page website. Home, about us, our services, coupons, contact us. And while that's a good start, it doesn't necessarily give you the opportunity to show up for all of the different things somebody might type in if they're looking for your services. And so, just as an example, within plumbing, there's a lot of things people might type in if they need a plumbing service. They might type in plumber, plumbing, plumbers, water heater repair, bathroom modeling, tankless water heaters, leak detection. Within HVAC, again, another large list, air conditioning, AC repair, furnace repair, heating and air conditioning. And so if every page on your website can only really be optimized for between one and two keyword combinations, and there's this many keywords and more that somebody might type in when they're looking for what you do, the natural conclusion is that you have to have more pages and you have to have more content on your website if you want to be showing up in all of the places that people are are searching for you. And so when I say revisit the website for search, obviously you want to keep the core pages. Home, about us, services, coupons, contact us. But you want to go deeper than that. And the way I see it is, Under services, you want to make sure you have pages for every one of your services. Drain cleaning, leak detection, water heater repair, uh, etc. And then we know within plumbing and HVAC, you're typically serving between a 35 and 50 mile radius. And within that radius, there's a lot of little cities that you touch. 
And so if we want to make sure we're showing up in search for all of those little cities, we got to make sure we have pages on the website for each of those cities. And so just a visual representation of this, because I've done this presentation in various forms over the years, and I found that when I show visuals, when I share case studies and examples, that's what seems to resonate and connect with, uh, with you the best. And so here is an example under services. This company's got pages for every single one of their services, and it can just drop down just like that, or you can have it set up when you click on your services page that you have links to all of these various service pages. So pages for each one of your services. And you know what I'm talking about is, so for the emergency plumbing page, have a page specifically written for your city and emergency plumbing. You know, when you need an emergency plumber in this area, you can contact our company. Have a page for the water heater repair, right? With content written specifically for your city and water heater repair. And you go through it and you make sure you have pages like this for every one of your services so that you have a placeholder in search for each one of these. I'm going to talk about how to optimize these pages as we go. But right now, just think about building out for each one of your each one of your services and then in each one of the subsidies that you operate in. And so just as an example here, we've got service area listing each one of the cities that this company operates in. And then you make sure you've got a page for each one of those. So, you know, city one, city two, city three. You know, if you're looking for a Middlebury plumber, we can help. Now, the caveat to this is every single one of these pages on your website, whether it's your service pages or your city pages, need to be completely unique. So you can't just use the same content on every single one of your city pages. You need to spend some time to think through how these pages are written and make sure that they're different enough from each other that Google doesn't perceive it as, as duplicate content. And that's a very gray area. It's kind of a fine line. Um, but if you spend the time, if you spend the energy, you can come up with a way to make this content unique and start to rank for a variety of these different keywords. So now that we've thought about our website and how to build it out, the next thing we want to do is make sure that the website's set for conversion, right? I said revisit your website for SEO and conversion because you can have the best SEO-based site in the world that ranks number one for your city combined with all your services. But if it doesn't convert into calls, then what's the purpose? So what can you do in order to make sure that your website has all the right elements that connects with the customer on a deeper level and makes them say, hey, I want to call these guys, and um, I want to call them right away to, to, do, my, to do my work. Um, so obviously having a clean navigation flow is where you want to start, you know, either along the, the top, you know, top navigation bar or along the side. Have the links to the main pages on your website, home, about us, our services, coupons, contact us. And so have navigation that makes sense and is logical for the user. From there, there's a lot of different things on the web page that you can do to enhance the probability of conversion. And if we can help you go from every 10 visitors driving one call to every 10 visitors driving two calls, that doubles the profitability and the amount of leads that you could pull out of your website for the same amount of traffic. So it's definitely a worthy exercise to make sure your website has these conversion elements. So the first one is, and this seems really drop dead obvious, right? Have your number in the top right-hand corner on all the pages of your website. You know, just having your logo and, you know, some additional information in that header graphic on your site isn't the best play. 
we found that eyes tend to naturally gravitate towards the right-hand column, top section of the website. So having your phone number prominently on display and telling them, hey, call now for immediately, immediate service is one of the most obvious things you can do that will improve your conversion ratios. The second thing is have a, a, a section on your website where they can request additional information without having to hit a contact us page. Um, and if you've got your website built on WordPress or Joomla, it's pretty simple within the sidebar widgets to put a request for contact form. And I like the idea of having that request for contact form on just about every page of the website. So whether they're on the drain cleaning page or the water heater repair page or the subsidy page, they can look to the left type in their name, phone number, and description, and now your team has that contact information and can follow up. Have links to your social media profiles prominently on display on the website. This can give them that extra level of confidence where they can go to the website, learn more, I mean, to the social media profile, and learn more about you, see some additional photos, and kind of get a personal flair for the business. Along those, along those same lines, having your credibility symbols. So if you're Angie's List Super Service Award, have that prominently on display on the sidebar of the website or somewhere on the website. If you're BBB with an A+, have that on the website. Those types of credibility factors that people look at and say, okay, this is a quality company that I can trust will help your conversion. On the footer section of your website, make sure that you've got your name, address, and phone number. Uh, this is, you know, just makes it easy for the consumer to find the information they need, any section on the website. But it's also important for the Google Map optimization, helping Google understand where you're located and what your true name, address, and phone number is. Now, the next conversion element that we found to be surprisingly powerful is using real people and having real personality infused into your website. If you have a website that has stock photography, you know, just picture of, you know, that random plumber holding the wrench and smiling or, um, you know, some random family happily sitting at their home. It's not nearly as powerful as having real pictures of the team, of the owner of the company, of the office. Real photos, real videos tend to resonate and will significantly improve the conversion from visitor to caller on your website. Um, within every block of text, make sure that you have a clear call to action. And so this, this again seems obvious, but if I looked at 10 plumbing websites, I would find it not done on probably about eight. Every page of your website has a block of text, whether it's the drain cleaning page, or the emergency plumbing page, you wanna give them a call to action. So whether that's call now to schedule an appointment, click here to take a look at some of our online reviews, or have somebody from our team contact you. Give them the next step, whether that's to call your office or to take that next step to get additional information to feel confident they should do business with you, whether it's a, review, whether it's a reviews page or a coupons page. Um, if you're the kind of company that's comfortable offering special offers, incentives, discounts, definitely have a coupons page. Make sure that your coupons look like coupons. You know, I see in a lot of cases there are coupons on coupon pages on, on or special offers, but they don't look like coupons, and so they almost get ignored by the subconscious mind. As cheesy as it looks to have this little cutout on your page, we found that it improves conversion and it improves the amount of people that are coming in and saying, hey, I've got a coupon. Make sure that your website is mobile friendly, right? This is important 
you know, from a, from a perspective that more and more people are getting to the website from their mobile devices, this will significantly improve conversion. Um, if somebody gets to your site from their mobile device and it's not mobile ready and they have to scroll left, right, up, down, they have to write down your phone number and then rekey it into their phone, they're going to press the back button and they're going to go to another website. So this is just an example of, you know, very user-friendly, condensed version of a website. You can hit that click-to-call button and automatically the, the call action will be in place and they don't have to rekey that number into the phone. And so these are the types of things you want to be thinking about and revisiting your website to ensure that it's really set up for, for conversion. Remember, conversion is if we can get the people that are coming to the website to take the next action, which is to pick up the phone and dial you, then that's where the revenues really start to come in and that's where you can maximize the potential for your website online. All right, so now that you've built out your website and you've really um, thought about the conversion elements on the site, the next thing is to make sure you've optimized the pages on your website for search because how often does it happen that you go to Google and you're typing your service, your city plus plumber, your city plus AC repair, and you're not ranking and you're looking and you're like, man, I'm not showing up on this page. What gives? What am I doing wrong? And there's a lot of things you can do to give Google a stronger indication as to what your homepage and what your subpages on your website are all about. And, you know, there are literally hundreds of pages and hours of content on the topic of search engine optimization. But within the context of your plumbing and HVAC business, the main things are really having properly optimized title tags, H1 tags, using your keywords within your images, using your keywords on the URLs within your, within your content. If you do those basic things correctly, you're going to start to give Google a strong indication as to what your website's all about. So again, let me give you some visuals about as to what I'm talking about with this title tags, H1 tags thing. So I've got a visual up, and you'll see a spot there where it says optimize title tag, and it's pointing to the top bar on, on a web page. And if you go to your website right now and you look at that title bar, you'll be able to see what your current homepage and your subpages um, title tags say. Title tags are one of the most obvious things that Google looks at to say, okay, what is this page all about and what should this page be showing up in search for? And what I see in a lot of cases is that title tag will say the company's name. So if the title tag is, I mean, if the company's name is Joe's Plumbing, then that title might read Joe's Plumbing. What you'd rather do is make sure that the homepage is targeting your main keyword. So if you're in Orlando and you're a plumber, you would want that title tag to say Orlando Plumber and then your company website and then some additional subpage, uh, sub keyword. And so an example of, of how you would do this don't leave the title tag the same across your entire website. Have a different title tag on all of the pages of your website. So homepage might be Orlando Plumber. Emergency, pl emergency Plumbing page might be Emergency Plumbing Service. Uh, water Heater page might be Orlando Emergency Water Heater Repair. And if all you did was go back and tweak your title tags and, of course, update the content on these pages so that they had your keywords that you're targeting for that specific page, you'll be light years ahead in terms of where your website could rank within search. And again, H1 tag directly below that. And then most importantly, the content. 
So if it's the emergency page, write a good piece of content about, you know, if you've got a plumbing emergency in this city, we're the company to call. And give them some tips about what to do in the event of a plumbing emergency and why your company is uniquely suited to solve that emergency situation. The, the content portion of this is extremely important. Latest algorithm that Google came out with was Hummingbird, and it really changed the way Google serves results. And it's really more based upon answering questions that people have. And so the more you can infuse question and answer type content into each of the pages of your website, the better you'll be able to perform in the after Hummingbird uh, scenario. So, like I said, I really want to share some case studies and some examples to really bring this together because it's one thing for me to talk about, okay, you optimize your website and create these pages and change your title tag and your H1 tag, but sometimes stories and, and examples really help to bridge the gap. And so one of the companies that, that we've helped implement this is Southwest Plumbing Services out of Miami, Florida. And if you know anything about the South Florida economy, there was a time where building was on the boom. That was like in the 1990s, late 2000. Um, construction was at an all-time high. People were building, and Southwest Plumbing Services was a major commercial contractor. They were tied in with the big builders, and they had 100-plus employees, all focused on the commercial side of the equation. And you can imagine, as, as building slowed down, so did business. And so the owner, Tom Watson, realized, man... I need to start to tap into some of the residential business opportunities that are out there, and Internet's going to be key for that. And so he went ahead and he set up a homestead build-it-yourself type website, something like what you see on the screen right now. And he was frustrated because he had the website and he spent his hard-earned energy building it. He did everything he thought that was important, you know, created content and he had some audio going in the background. But it really didn't drive much for him. It didn't rank in search. It didn't drive any calls. And it wasn't doing much. And so what we did was we moved him into a WordPress platform. And we built out the website, like I'm talking about, pages for each one of his services, pages for each one of his cities, proper title tags, H1 tags. And you'll see if we now go and we type in Miami Plumber, he is in the A position. Um, Miami Water Heater Repair. Right there on page one. And what I want you to see from this screenshot isn't that it's on page one, but you see Miami Water Heater Repair and the link that shows up in search is the actual Water Heater Repair page on his website. And the only way you can start to diversify what keywords you're showing up in search for is if you write specific content with title tags and H1 tags and actual page content for that specific keyword. So... We type in Miami Gas Line Repair right there on page one to the Gas Line Repair page of the website. Miami Boiler Repair, number one listing straight to the Boiler Repair page on the website. Moving over to city pages, right within Miami, there's Palmetto Bay and there's Pinecrest and there's Kendall. And so if we type in Palmetto Bay Plumber, there's a page written specifically for the city of Palmetto Bay. And it talks about, you know, if you're looking for a Palmetto Bay Plumber and Pinecrest Plumber, second listing straight to the Pinecrest plumber page. And so if you do this, right, if you go in and you update your title tags and your H1 tags, you won't have to have that, you know, question mark that says, man, I'm not showing up anywhere in search. You're going to start to show up in search somewhere. Now, the good news is you'll show up in search somewhere. The bad news is maybe it's not on page one yet. Maybe it's on page two or page three. 
And so there's some additional work to be done once the website's set up with the right pages and the right on-page optimization. You have to do the work to build the authority. And I'm going to be talking about that as we go. So the next step is to start to think about Google Maps and making sure that you're showing up in the map listings when someone types in your city plus your service. This is one of the most common questions I get is, you know, how do I make sure I'm showing up on the Google Map? And there really are three core components to getting ranked on the Google Map. The first is having a claimed and optimized Google Map listing. The second is having a lot of citations or references to your company's name, address, and phone number with consistency across the web. And that's on sites like Angie's List and eLocal Plumber and Best of the Web and Yelp.com and all these online directories. Being in those online directories gives Google a sense that you're an authoritative company in your area. And then the third is online reviews. Having public reviews from your real customers in your true service area If you've got those three elements working in your favor, you've got a very high probability of ranking on the on the map in your market. And you know, I'm already pretty much out of time, so I'm not going to go deep into the process of optimizing for the Google Map listings. If you want more information on this specific topic, shoot me an email. I've got a whole hour-long training video that I will send you that goes specifically in how to optimize your Google Map listing. And I'll be doing more webinars this year because this is changing on a constant basis. Um, and so, yeah, these are just some, some strategies for getting ranked on the Google Map. Now, what a lot of people miss when it comes to getting ranked on the Google Map is you got to have citations, and there has to be consistency of how your company is being referenced. And by that, I mean you need to have the same company name, address, and phone number, not just on the Google Map, but also on your website, also on Facebook, also on Angie's List, and to the extent that you're inconsistent, you significantly reduce your probability of ranking on the Google Map. And so one of the companies we work with out of Brooklyn, New York, is Petrie Plumbing. And when they started with us, they were spending a lot of money in Internet marketing. They were doing aggressive pay-per-click advertising, one of those cases where the, the, the funnel might have been a little bit upside down. They were heavily focused on that side of the equation. And... They weren't ranking on the Google Map. And so what we found was it was because their citations, their web references on Angie's List and City Search and Best of the Web weren't, weren't really tight. You know, they were in these directories, but the information wasn't consistent. And so we, we went in and we got into Angie's List and City Search and several hundred online directories, and we consolidated it down to the same name, address, and phone number. And now, if we go to Google and we type in Brooklyn Plumber, Brooklyn Plumbing, you can see that they hold the B spot and the A spot. And it was really, in their case, a function of having that consistency of the name, address, and phone number and then you know, putting review automation processes in place. And so this is from Mike and Jeannie from Petrie Plumbing. We now have spot A on Google for our most important keyword, Brooklyn Plumber, getting traffic and phone calls from customers who found us online typing a variety of different keywords. And so the key here is I want you to see that once you do start to rank, there's going to be a pretty noticeable increase in the number of calls and the revenue opportunities for your business. Okay, I'm going to keep pressing forward. The, the next piece of getting ranked well on the Google Map is having online reviews and getting real reviews from your real customers in your true service area. And, you know, the best way to get online reviews is to ask for them and have a consistent process where you're requesting and getting reviews from your customers. 
Um, you know, there's a lot of different ways to do this. There are some really great tools that help automate it, like Review Buzz, like um, Nearby Now. But taking it down to its most base level, make sure that there's a page on your website, yourcompany.com slash reviews or review us, where you can send people that would have direct links to the various places where they could write a review, whether it's the Google Map, Yelp, Angie's List. Give them options and let them choose the profile that they're most comfortable with. Make a process where after each service call, you're thanking the customer and requesting them for uh, requesting for them to write a review. And you can do that by handing out a business card or a postcard that you leave after each service call that basically just says, hey, thanks so much for choosing our company. We'd love it if you'd write us a review. And then giving them that link, yourcompany.com slash review us. That's one way. Another way is to send an email after the service call. Again, put together a simple email in constant contact or in an automated responder or in a system like Review Buzz or Nearby Now and have an email go out that says, hey, thanks so much for your business. We'd love it if you'd write us a review. And right within that email, link them to the places where they can write a review. We found that when you put this into your business process, whether it's with an automated tool or just sending an email after each service call, you significantly improve the probability of getting more authentic reviews because real reviews from your actual customers is much more valuable than bogus reviews. You're going to have more reviews, and having more reviews is going to improve your probability of ranking well on the Google Map listings. And so just another quick case study, one of the companies we work with out of Falls Church, Virginia, is The Plumbing Doctor. And when we started with them, they were heavily uh, involved with Yellow Book, and Yellow Book was, you know, kind of very good to them over the years because Yellow Book was the printed Yellow Pages that was driving a lot of business. And as that stopped being as effective, Yellow Book said, hey, we do Internet stuff. Let us do your Internet stuff as well. And um, unfortunately, they didn't implement as well on the Internet stuff as they had hoped. And they were spending a considerable amount of money, not ranking on the Google Map, not getting a lot of business via the web. And... They, they had us come in and kind of implement this strategy. And for them, it was really two things that were preventing them from ranking, specifically on the Google Map. It was they didn't have enough citations. So I talked about the importance of citations. They were on Google and they were on Yellow Book, but they weren't on all, all of the other places like, uh, like uh, Yelp.com and City Search and Angie's List and Best of the Web and Judy's Book. And so we did that. And then we implemented a review automation process, kind of like the one we're talking about here, where an email went out after each service call, and they started to get a lot of really positive reviews. And if we go now, uh, we look Falls Church Plumber, they hold the B spot, and um, Falls Church Drain Cleaning, they hold the A spot. And this is a function of really managing this process correctly. But the main thing for them was these online reviews. And... If you look, they've got 39 reviews on the Google Map listing, and this is why they're able to be perceived as the authoritative plumbing company in their specific market. And, you know, here's what they had to say. This is from uh, Dr. Bill and Tracy. said, we've been working with Plumber SEO since the beginning of 2012. Been very pleased with the service. Prior to working with them, we'd attempted to have the Yellow Book run our Internet marketing efforts with very little success. Josh and the Plumber SEO team came in with a proactive internet marketing strategy that included a revamped website, SEO, map optimization, social media. Since getting started with them, we've seen significant increase in our placement on the search engines and hold the top spot for Falls Church Plumber as well as a number of highly competitive plumbing keywords in our area. 
If you're looking to take your plumbing business to the next level online, I highly recommend Plumber SEO. Again, I want you guys to get the, the concepts of these strategies and how they actually play out in the real world. Um, perfect. So now let's talk about, oh, okay, so if you do that, if you build out the website right, if you put a review automation process in place, and you really have consistency of your name, address, and phone number, that's going to help cover this Google Map optimization piece and make sure that you're ranking well on the Google Map. Uh, Mike, Julie, Keisha, thank you for letting me know that you're in, you're enjoying it, you're getting value, and you're, and you're sticking with us. So the next piece of the equation is building out the website, is building the authority for the website. And we talked earlier about setting up the website, making sure we get pages for each one of our services, pages for each one of the cities. And I mentioned, you know, that's the start. It doesn't mean we're ranking on page one for those, but it does mean we should start to show up in search. So for each one of these pages that we're adding, the emergency page and the grain cleaning page and the hydrogening page, and even the home page, what's going to bridge the gap between being on page one and being on page three or four? And the answer is authority. And Google will serve and consider you authoritative based on the number of links, citations, and reviews back to your website. And the Google algorithm is constantly changing. Um, what Google decides is important on a website um, in terms of links is changing. I mean, the, the latest algorithm, Google is really trying to combat spammy links. So the caveat to this is you need to have more links, but they have to be authoritative links. They can't just be garbage links. They need to be links from relevant sources that are relevant not just to your area, but your services as well. Um, and so you want to have a strategy to build links that are completely above board. Uh, and so Austin Chase, his question is, how do you combat Google's algorithm changes that affect rankings? My answer to that is try and set up your website and your online marketing strategy, not just for the search engines, but more for the consumer. So you're creating pages on your website for each one of your services. That improves your probability of showing up in search, but it also adds value for the consumer, right? The customer that's looking for drain cleaning services and triped in your city plus drain cleaning appreciates the fact that you've got a page that talks about drain cleaning and as answers the most commonly asked drain cleaning related questions. You've added value and you're above board. When you start to go down the path of trying to gain the system, getting false links, buying links from unauthoritative places, creating spam content, or you know just duplicate content on your website, you're trying to beat the system, and that's how you wind up getting caught in Google's algorithmic changes. As long as you're creating good, fresh content that helps Google provide great value to its search results, you're going to be fine. So how do you get these links, and how do you make sure these links are clean, relevant links? And Austin says, great answer, thank you. Thank you for the question, and thank you for your feedback. So there's a lot of places that you can get links. And again, I want to give you a visual that paints a picture that will help you see there really are a lot of places that you can tangibly go out and get relevant links to your website. And so we talked about in order to get ranked on the Google map, we want to be on all the major online directory listings on sites like City Search and Angie's List and Best of the Web and Hot Frog. Well, every one of those directories has a place where you can put in your company's name, address, phone number, and a link to your website. So being in those online directories gives you links to your website, and that's a great place to start. The next place is start looking at the online 
um, association websites that you're involved with. So if you're a PHCC member, if you're a QSC member, in a lot of cases, these online, uh, the websites for these uh, associations will have our member section, and you can get links from those our member sections back to your website. Another strategy that we find to work pretty well is to get links from people in your area that are non-competitive to you. So if you're the plumbing company and you've got a buddy that runs an HVAC business, he's got a website. You can have him link to your website and, of course, you link to his website. Now, don't confuse this for a link exchange. Link exchange where you know, you're giving a link just for the sake of getting a link is a bad practice. Google frowns upon it. It's a bad idea. Now, in this case... You're talking about somebody in your geographic area that offers a complimentary service. And so all you're saying is, I'm a plumbing company, and here are some of the value-add providers that I work with. So if you need an HVAC company, if you need an electrician, here are some of the companies that I recommend. That's not spammy. It's totally above board. And so doing that with some of the, the strong players in your area will add value to both of your organizations and give you both more authority to rank better in search. There are the, the, the services that you buy from. You can get links from there. Social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, LinkedIn. I'm going to talk about how to leverage social media to connect with your customers and the power of that. But when you set up a Facebook profile, when you set up a Pinterest profile, when you set up a Twitter account, a YouTube channel... They all give you the ability to have a profile where you talk about your company and you have a link back to your website. That drives authoritative links. If you're involved in the local chamber of commerce, Business Networking International, any other networking group, they usually have member sites where you can list your company and have a link back to your website. So I really hope that this visual paints a picture of some of the low-hanging fruit, the links that you can get that will drive more authority to your website and will improve that probability of ranking on page one versus page two or page three. The other critical element of link building and building authority is having great content. And so having a blog section on your website where you're putting out updates on a consistent basis is a very powerful way to draw inbound links to your website. And so whether you realize it or not, you're a subject matter expert. You have information in your head that isn't commonplace that the average consumer doesn't have access to. And so just think about what some of your most commonly asked questions are. Think about some things that you explain on a pretty consistent basis. The difference between a tanked and tankless water heater. Why you might want to consider trenchless sewer replacement. And you can take that information that you know, that you own, that you can talk about intelligently for hours and convert it to content. Whether it's a video, whether it's an article, whether it's an audio recording, you can take that content and you can put it on YouTube, you can put it on article directory sites, you can put it on your blog, and by creating that good content, every time you post it, you can have a link back to your website, and not just your homepage, but maybe to one of these subpages, right? So if you talked about trenchless sewer replacement, you would drive a link back to the trenchless sewer replacement page on your website. Does that make sense? This is probably more powerful than anything else you can do is creating good, consistent content and putting it out online and getting authentic, fresh links back to your website that will build your authority and help you rank better in search. And so another strategy for getting inbound links is to do competitive link acquisition. 
And this I like to call kind of a ninja strategy because, you know, getting yourself on the online directories, putting out good content, that's all great. But this is really ninja, right? This is some of the things you can do to take it to a whole other level. Um, and so I talked about if you've got your website set up right and you've got good content and you've got your title tags, that puts you in the index. But your authority is going to determine whether you rank on page one or page five. If somebody's outranking you, just based on that definition, they're outranking you because they have more authority in terms of link citations and reviews. Well, there are tools that you can use to look at your top competition and see who's ranking in the number one position in your area and see exactly what links they have. And if they've got 210 links and you've only got 22 links, then there's a gap. But the good news is you can see what the gap is and you can see what links they have, which Google obviously has determined as relevant authoritative links. So with tools like Majestic SEO or Raven tools, you can run a report on your top competitor that ranks for the keyword you want to rank for. You can see where their rank and where their links are coming from and then go out and get those websites to link back to you. And so this is a great way to really take your links uh, your link building strategy to the next level, build your authority, and start to outrank your competition. Does that make sense on the on the building authority part? You know, create good content, be strategic with how you get links, and you will start to rank much better in search. Makes sense. Thank you, Keisha. So the next piece of the equation is social media. And, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, LinkedIn, these are very hot topics. There are literally millions and millions of people using Facebook on a very consistent basis, using Twitter on a very consistent basis. But a lot of the plumbing and HVAC businesses I talk to say, you know, I understand social media is very popular, but I don't get how that applies to my plumbing business. I don't apply, uh, get how that applies to my, um, my HVAC business. And I like to frame it like this. Right now, if you just stop and you think, where does most of my actual business come from right now? The obvious answer is going to be most of my business comes from repeat and referral business. My happy customers that are using me again and my happy customers that have referred me to their friends and family. And any solid plumbing and HVAC business is built on that repeat and referral business model. Well, social media gives you the ability to connect with that and take it to a whole other level. Um, if you leverage social media correctly you can start to really connect with your customers on a deeper level and get more repeat and referral-based business. And let me explain why I say that. Here are some, just some basic stats on Facebook. The average, uh, well, there's 1.6 billion users on Facebook. Um, that's a lot of people. Uh, the average user has 135 friends and checks in between six and nine times per day. So if we think about that, and we realize that if we can get one of our real customers to go in and press the like button and connect with us on social media, by virtue of them doing that, they've given us exposure to their sphere of influence because when they press like, their wall says, oh, they just liked XYZ Plumbing. Well, their 135 friends now log in and they say, oh my goodness, look, Timmy just pressed like on this company. It's almost as if they sent out a personal note to all of their friends and said, hey, I know a great plumbing or HVAC company in our area. You know, next time you need somebody, give these guys a, a try. Beyond that, they've given you the ability to remain top of mind with them for no additional cost. And so if you're putting out updates on a daily basis or on a consistent basis, 
every time they log into Facebook and they're logging in between five to seven times per day, they're going to see your company. And if they see you consistently, you're going to remain top of mind with them, which is going to improve the probability of more repeat and referral business. Does that make sense? Um, let's see. Steven's got a question. Uh, great info. We'll be in touch soon. Okay, he's got he's got to run. Steven, thanks for joining us. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep going, guys. Um, where should you Where should you tap in? Where should you really start with social media? So I talked about this before, um, but you definitely want to have Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, YouTube, LinkedIn, and a company blog. And here's how you harness this: Once you have those set up, you have to have a systematic way to get your customers to engage with you on social media. Because if you have the profiles and you're posting on a daily basis, but nobody's seeing your updates or, or nobody that's of any importance to you sees your updates, it's kind of irrelevant. So you want to leverage email marketing to send an email out to your customer base, to send an email out to your sphere of influence that says, hey, we're active in social. Press the like button. Press the subscribe button. Here's some type of incentive for doing so. This is how you can start to build a following of people that are relevant to you in your, in your local area that have now liked you. And then put out updates on a consistent basis. Post an update to Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus on a daily basis. Make it informational. Don't put out, hey, here's 10% off your next service call every time. Put out interesting stuff, upcoming events, things that are happening in your community, pictures of your latest office party. This type of stuff is relevant on social, won't annoy your followers, and will help develop that relationship that will potentially drive more Pete and referral business. So I really feel like if you look at social media at, in this lens, you start to understand there's a major opportunity to drive more repeat and referral business. And so as you have gotten to step seven, right, you've got the website set up right, you've got a great review automation process in place, you've got yourself set, now you're ranking well on the Google map, you're leveraging email marketing, you're leveraging social media, well, now's when it starts to make sense to say, what additional online marketing strategies can we implement? And start to look at paid online marketing like pay-per-click advertising, paid directory services like Angie's List and YP.com, and or pay-per-lead services like HomeAdvisor. Now, I know we're, we're, when we talk about pay-per-click advertising, that's the area along the top and along the side. That's what I've got up on the screen is number one. A lot of people will tell me, you know what, Josh, I've tried pay-per-click advertising and I lost a lot of money. Or I paid this company several thousand dollars a month and I didn't really generate much in return. And the reason this happens, why I feel most pay-per-click campaigns fail, is because of lack of understanding on how the AdWords auction process actually works. Because within pay-per-click, yes, it's an auction process. Yes, you're able to bid to make sure that you show up for the keywords that are relevant to you. But the reality is the highest bid does not necessarily result in the top ranking. Google has to serve the most relevant results. So just because you're willing to spend $5 per click, if you're bidding on the keyword drain cleaning with an ad that says, hey, if you need a plumber in Dallas, give us a call, and somebody else has an ad that says, you need drain, you know, do you have a clogged drain? We're the drain cleaning experts in Dallas. You're not nearly as relevant. And so the consumer is getting a, a, an inferior experience. And so they have to serve relevant results, and that's why they developed within pay-per-click what they call quality score. Quality score is driven by three really important factors. Their click-through rate, relevancy, and the quality of your landing page. And 
I could spend a lot of time on this specific topic, but the fact is, if you set up a very strategic campaign that targets the way somebody searches, have text ads that speak to what they searched, and you land them on a page of your website that is answering that specific search query, you'll have a higher quality score. And with that higher quality score, you can actually retain top placement at a lower cost per click. And your conversion rate's going to be higher. So for every 10 visitors that get to your website, you'll get more calls than somebody that doesn't have a well-thought-through pay-per-click campaign. And so, you know, if we talk about why most pay-per-click campaigns fail, it's because this. You set up ad groups for all of the different services, plumbing, drain cleaning, emergency plumber, water heater repair, and you drive them to your homepage. And that is not highly relevant, and that's why you feel like you're spending a lot of money, but you're not getting very much in return. You're paying top dollar for every click that you get. You're not very relevant, and your conversion rate's probably really pretty low. So if you set this up correctly and you map out, okay, here are the different keywords that people type in based on plumbing, based on drain cleaning, based on water heater repair, based on bathroom remodeling, and then you write a text ad for each that makes sense for that specific group of search words, and then you land them on a page to your website that speaks to that specific service, you're going to be able to do much better and get a a pretty significant return on investment from a pay-per-click strategy. And so once you've got all of these pieces in place and you've really done this well, the next thing is to start to think about how you're going to track, measure, and quantify because you can have the best online strategy in the world and still wind up spending much more than you're making or much more than you're profiting. So the three main things I want to suggest you put in place 2014 to make sure that you position yourself for positive return on investment, first is to put Google Analytics on your site. And pay attention to Google Analytics. It'll tell you how many people got to your website, what they typed in to get there, how long they stayed. The key thing you want to look at with analytics is, is the number of visitors to my website from relevant people in my area increasing? If you're doing all of these things right, right, if you're, if you're starting to rank for more keywords, if you're starting to you know, run a proactive pay-per-click strategy, if you're leveraging social media, the number of people getting to your website should be increasing. You want to make sure that you're tracking your online rankings. And so earlier in the presentation, I mapped out you know the most important plumbing-related keywords. There are tools like brightlocal.com and Raven Tools and SEO Book that will run reports for you. And you can say, okay, my keywords are my city plumber, plumbing, emergency plumber, drain cleaning, plumber in my city, water heater repair, water heater installation. And it will tell you, based on that report, exactly where you rank on Google and Yahoo and Bing. So you can see on a monthly basis without having to run a bunch of manual searches exactly where you stand in the search engine results. That really gives you an indication. Are you moving up in your rankings? If you are, then what you're doing is good. If you're not ranking, something's missing. Maybe you don't have enough links. Maybe you don't have enough citations. Maybe you don't have enough reviews. But having that type of tracking really helps to gauge. The next thing I really recommend is call tracking. And I know this might sound counterintuitive because earlier I said don't do call tracking in all your major online directories. I still stand by that because it's going to hurt your probability of ranking on the Google map. However, on your actual website, within the graphics on your website, in the header graphic, in the call to action graphics, you can use a tracking number, a number that rings to your office and you can have that recorded. 
that gives you the ability to gauge how many calls are coming in from what you're doing and start to isolate the true return on investment. The key, though, is only put it in your graphics. That way it doesn't mess with your name, address, and phone number profile and doesn't confuse Google as far as what your true name, address, phone number is. And then, of course, the third is to leverage a CRM so that you can track your lead sources, how many leads came in this month via the Internet, and then from there, all those leads, how many of them turned into book jobs, all those book jobs, how much revenue came in. When you can start to drill down at that level, and I think Service Titan is a fantastic tool for this, that's when you start to say, okay, wow, I spent X, but I got X times three in return. And so just one last case study, kind of playing out how all of this really works in the real world. Uh, one of the company that we work with is in Tampa, Florida, Philip Marisi Plumber, uh, Plumbing. He goes by the Clean Plumbers. You know, he'd been in business for about 30 years. He was heavily invested in the Yellow Pages and started to notice a decline in his revenues. And he was, you know, in the million-dollar range and decided, man, I really better change something if I want to continue to grow my business. And so he decided the Internet was important, um, and he needed to get a website, and he needed to get ranked in the search engines. So naturally, he had his son build a website for him. And his son did a great job. He built a, a very basic website with some basic information, um, didn't really do any link building, didn't really do any citation development, and, of course, was relatively frustrated, went out, hired a couple so-called SEO companies that said that they were going to do the work necessary to get him ranked, and months passed by, basically no net result. Couldn't find himself when he typed Tampa Plumber, Tampa Plumbing, Plumber in Tampa. Um, and then we started working together, and we implemented the strategies. And I don't want you to focus on the fact that we did it. I want you to focus on the fact that the strategy that I've just outlined works, right? We went in and we built out his website. So we had pages for each one of his services, pages for each one of his cities. We got aggressive with the link building. We implemented um, social media and email marketing, and he started to rank. And you know, if we go and we type in Tampa Plumber, he's got a very strong ranking within you know in a relatively short period of time. But here's really what I want to to show you the net result of this. So we put call tracking on his website in the graphics in the right way, so it didn't interfere with his name, address, and phone number. And in January, he had a handful of calls on the call tracking number. This is when we started together. And that was just based on people going to Google and typing in the clean plumbers and finding his website. And so he did have a couple calls that came in from that. But there really weren't people finding him based on your, your traditional plumber in Tampa, plumbing company in Tampa. As we got to March, which is about two months later, he started to rank better in search. And boom, he had 52 inbound calls via the tracking number on the website. You know, giving it more time, starting to rank better for more keywords, starting to become better optimized. By September of that year, he had 147 inbound calls. So that's a pretty significant increase from nothing or just a handful to 147 calls. And really what I want you to see is when you do this correctly and you really start to show up in search and you harness the power of the Internet, there's a major opportunity for calls which generate revenues and generate growth within your business. And so this is just the call reporting system showing, um, you know, March, 52 calls, September, 147 calls. Now, even more important, that was just the SEO side of the equation. That was getting him ranked in the organic listings on the search engines. 
And that was great. You know, prior to working with Plumber SEO, we only got a few calls a month via the internet. In September of this year, we tracked 147 inbound calls directly via the internet. So then we said, let's take it to the next level. Let's start to implement some of these paid online marketing channels. Let's implement pay-per-click advertising. Let's get aggressive with Yelp and with Angie's List. And last month, November, he had 311 calls via the Internet. And so that almost doubled what he was getting September of the prior year. And so this really takes you full circle. You know, you're going to get to a certain place where you're maximizing the Internet, where you're, you know, you're optimizing the website and you're creating good content. And then as you start to layer on pay-per-click and other online marketing channels, you can really get a lot of opportunity and have major growth within your plumbing or HVAC business. So I really hope you guys got value from this. I hope this really paints a strong picture for what you can and should be doing online in 2014. You know, how to set up your website, how to start actively managing social media and email marketing, how to, you know, what paid online marketing channels you can consider. You know, obviously, like I said, our company does this for plumbing and HVAC companies. Um, You know, we can set up your website, do the on-page optimization, manage the blog, create the, the content, you know, do the blogging for you, drive the inbound links, track everything, even manage the paid online marketing strategies. And, you know, if that's something you're interested in having somebody help you with, and you'd be interested in working together. I'd love the opportunity to talk with you. Um, you know, you can reach me directly at 866-610-4647. Um, I've also developed an implementation guide for you. So before you jump on the line, make sure you take down this website address. Um, it's a guide that will help you implement these strategies should you choose to do this on your own. And so you can just go to plumberseo.net slash plan, and there's a guide that you can download that will kind of help you walk through this process. Well, if you'd like to work with us, I'll just tell you that we only work with one plumbing or HVAC company in each major market. Um, you know, We feel like it's a conflict of interest to work with multiple companies in any given area, so we do offer exclusivity to our clients. Um, if you'd like to work with us and talk about the possibilities, obviously it would need to be a, an area that we have availability in, and um, it's on a first-come, first-served basis. So if you're interested, if you think it would be a fit, um, you can call me directly at 866-610-4647 or go to plumberseo.net slash apply. There you can enter some information about your company, the city that you're in, and then we will get back to you and let you know if that area is still available and talk about the possibilities of, of working together. So again, thanks so much for your time on the webinar. I truly hope you're able to take these ideas, strategies, and implement them in your business. And look forward to talking with you if you think it makes sense and if you think it would be a good strategic relationship for you.